Hello there, this is Obi-Wan Kenobi. Welcome to the Sith List. And here we go. We would be honored if you would join us. Once more, the Sith will rule the galaxy. I know this is hard for you, but winter is coming. I can bring you in warm, or I can bring you in cold. You clearly don't know who you're talking to, so let me clue you in. I am the danger. Avengers! Assemble. I am a Jedi, like my father before me. Who's scruffy looking? Less. I wanna buckle up, baby. Carlos, smash you, King Tom. Hey guys, you ever seen that really old movie, Empire Strikes Back? And of course, Randy. Change? Yeah. Big change. Because you're weak and deep covered. And you, you're on the set list. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode number 302 of The Sith List. I am one of your hosts, Siraj Dolachai, and my co-pilot this evening, minus one, Mr. Carlos Borgwell, the man we call Crunch Crunch, Mr. Les Tank Top Gonzalez. What's up, buddy? Tanking it up, baby. Tanking it up. The man we call the king of all pods, Mr. King Tom Chansky. Hello there. Is this the real take? This, this is the real thing. Oh. Yeah, this is like the fourth time I've been. We've tried to do this, guys. By the way, let's just cross our fingers and hope this works. Lost episode. Yeah, the lost episode. Please don't let. No, this, this be. is going to be a lost episode. No, no. Please don't let that happen. Please don't let that happen. And last but not least, Mr. Eric Strathers. What's up, buddy? Dude. I fell asleep immediately after we finished recording last week, and I woke up just now. <laughs> did I miss anything? You did not, actually. Um, you, you missed a, a five or six takes trying to start this thing, but um, other than that, no, you didn't miss anything. I'll start with you, Eric. How you doing, man? You, you seem a lot more awake to this, this week, so that's a good sign. Yeah, man. You know what? I've been having to take allergy medication, which I've oh, never really had to do, and it destroys me. I take it first thing. I mean, it's like, oh, my God. My nose. But I take it first thing in the morning, and like I feel sedated wow. and tired. It's like I'm just not used to it, so I'm having to like really juice up the caffeine lately. Those antihistamines are a yeah. crazy wreck. That's for sure. Well, I'm glad that you're uh, alert and we are on the cusp of Star Wars Celebration. We're going to get into a lot of that later and Eric's going to do the Star Wars report. It's going to be a lot of fun. Randy is not with us this evening. He is not feeling well, so he has taken the night off so he can be there at Star Wars Celebration healthy and ready to go. So Randy, I hope you feel better, buddy, and uh, get better. Drink a lot of fluids, bud. King Tom, how are you, my friend? I'm, you know, doing well. I've started packing for next week. I'm, I'm oh, like exciting. mentally already gone. Right. Um, so yeah, it's exciting. It Very is exciting. exciting. Yeah. It's exciting for me because I'm picking Eric up on Monday, picking you up on Tuesday, picking Boo up when I see him, just like hugging him and picking him up. Not like <laughs> picking him up in the airport. Um, I would pick up less, but he's too big and muscular. I can't do that. Um, just fat. It's all good. Yeah. Fat. <laughs> Boo, how you doing, bud? I'm fat. 
I'm I'm fat. <laughs> yeah. Boo, I had three chili cheese dogs and a ton of fr- uh, potato chips today for my only meal of the day. So yeah, I'm fat, dude. I, I think so I think that's a one too many chili cheese dogs. What? Two, dude, four four at the minimum. Two chili cheese dogs a little rough. No, because that's that's not gonna come out well. I I just I just, oh, gotta, man, you just gotta grin and bear it, dude. <laughs> oh my god. Speaking of not coming out well, uh Boo, can I tell them a story about the uh the flatulent? Well the the the, the most recent one? Yeah. Can, can where, I tell that story? Where where, oh. where I duped you? Yeah, yeah, go for yeah, it. Yeah, So yeah. me and Boo we're in my kitchen. And um, I hear a knock on the door. So I'm a, I rush to go open the door, but evidently it wasn't a knock. It was Boo farting. Farting so loud, it sounded like a knock and multiple knocks. And it echoed. Like it was so big and loud, it echoed to my left. And he's like, no, 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 no. That was me. That was me. Like Nobody's it was the, like it was the FBI knocking at your door. Yeah. <laughs> Is that Okay, so were that your cheeks clapping or you against the surface? I was I was leaning against was leaning. one of the kitchen cabinets, so so uh, it probably okay. So you rattled the, the cupboard, you rattled I the rattled cabinets. Bingo, okay. yeah. <laughs> so, so I have a story about uh, coming out, and I mentioned <laughs> oh, this on I, not like that. I mentioned oh. this on the motivators, um, and this was something really special to me. You know, mm. uh, so this past Saturday was that gig at the casino, throw the horns gig that you guys had talked about coming to, and oh, yes. so well, just I just want to tell you for all the people who. They tricked me and said, yeah, oh, man, we're not going to be able to come. You know, I was bummed out, but it's like, yeah. it w- would have meant a lot, but I get it. We're there backstage. Time comes, we come out, the lights come up and there's a Raj and the whole crew. And I was like, us, dude, us, it meant so me. much to me. You know, I wish I could tell you that this story is true, <laughs> but none of it is. So screw you guys, screw you guys, screw it, you guys. Let me tell you a guy, but a guy. I almost called you guy. I've never called anybody guy. Let me tell you, guy. Um, I'm not your friend, guy. <laughs> I'm not your friend, guy. All right, pal. Oh, man. <laughs> we're gonna go down a deep Dane Cook like a rabbit hole. Um, so I would have loved to have been there, man. I would, you know, Boo and I were at. Paul McCartney. I'm going to talk about that in a second. And I would have honestly, probably this is probably not true. I, I would obviously would have watched Paul McCartney more, but it was right, probably it was, not true. Yeah, but it, but it's right up there, Eric. It's right up there. Like, <laughs> listen, man, going to Paul McCartney instead of throw the horns is the smart move. Uh, All right, it really well, is. Well, how was the show? You know what? It was great, and I did actually have a special guest there. It was my therapist. Oh, uh, he and his wife came out, oh, man. Shit. He's That's he's like cool. way into my guitar playing, and it was cool to see him there. And I, that I had to like cool. force myself to not fixate on like just playing at him because he's a right. guitar guy too. And uh, but that was really rad, man. And we, you know, we played well. The crowd wasn't huge, but at casino gigs are weird because the cover is yeah. high. What in my opinion for right. a cover band, and uh, uh, you sort of just get who you get. You, you can promote it all you want, but it's really kind of ineffective. It's really more about who's showing up at the casino that day. Yeah, right. But uh, we played really well. And when the crowd's lighter like that, dude, I was in my car driving 30 minutes after the gig ended. Oh, see, that's the way to go. That's 
pretty sweet. That so, is rad. Yeah. That is really cool. Well, cool, man. And and you, and that's not the last one. So there's no, still, sir. Oh, we've got a handful more. Uh, they're okay. really spread out. And as of right now, our official last gig that's actually at another pretty nice place where, like, sort of lower tier national acts will play. Right. Um, like uh, Nita Strauss. No. Uh, the, who was the the lady who was playing guitar for Alice Cooper? Oh, yeah. She's yeah, a real yeah. shredder, you know? Yeah, she's awesome. Her, she, her band was just there. Striper, still touring. Oh, Striper's still tonight, doing that thing? I think, yeah. Wow. Um, and uh, yeah, so Striper. these bands play there, and that's where our last gig is, and I believe it's September 10th. So if okay. anybody wants to come out, it's pretty close to where this casino is, but like okay. the hotels nearby will be much lower cost than the $300 a night casino hotel. Um, it'd be a pretty cool place to go. Just Dude. I mean, the cool thing was that Lorena was really pushing me to go to this thing. She, so you got to go, you got to support, you got to go. But being a week before celebration, like I had no funds. Oh, do I, I get it, man. I, but totally I, I would honestly, I would honestly would love, and I know OG Rob would love to go. So maybe we can do something in September. I mean, I'll have, and I don't know if people know this, but Lorena is, I haven't announced it on this, but we're having a baby girl um, and we're having her at the end of July. So I don't think I've ever, I have spoke about it on the podcast actually. Uh, yeah. So having a baby girl, little Lily Ray Dolit Shahi. Oh, yeah. Sweet name. I, I comboed my mom's name, Leela, and Lorena's mom's name, Dolly, and made it Lily. You know, it was funny because my mom called me yesterday and said, you know, Lily is with one L. I go, no, it's with two L's. She was like, no, 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 it's really with one L. I go, not this Lily will be with two L's. And she just stopped. She knew I was starting to get mad. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going to name my kid whatever I want to name it and spell it however I want to spell it. So, uh, yeah, Lily Dolichahi. Coming near to a theater near you, July 20-something. So that's going to be uh, interesting. And then I'm going to go cut my balls off. That's the plan. So I'll just whoosh, snip, snip. Good, good plan. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, before I get into uh, Paul McCartney real quick, I do want to talk about him. Uh, Les, how are you, bud? I'm doing okay. I'm hanging in there. Good, good. You look uh, pepped up and muscular, like always. I saw Les at the... Oh, I didn't see him at the gym this week. I saw him at the gym last week, I think it was. What an excitement to see Les working out. It's, yeah. Really, yeah. it's, it's really a thing. Um. I do want to. I, I want to say this, and, and we're talking about music, and I know this intro um, is going to be a little bit longer, and so don't think of it as what intro. Else think of it as a new segment. It's called the Music Minute. So mm-hmm. we, Boo and I had the the honor, I would say, to see Sir Paul McCartney. Yeah, um, and this is something which is uh, it was really cool for me because it was Boo, it was Boo's dad. We got him tickets. We all bought him tickets uh, for his birthday. And it was, he loves the Beatles. And so he was just stoked. It was great. It's at SoFi Stadium where the Rams play. It's a brand new uh, uh, facility. It holds 60,000 people. So it was super cool. Brittany went, Lorena went, Brittany's family went. It, and then obviously, uh, father in law, Boo's dad went. We had a, a great time. It was just a fantastic time. But um, there was a couple of times where I got really emotional and I was trying to figure out. Why the hell was I getting so emotional? Um, so I, when I got home, I went back to see when I saw him last. And I saw him, I realized I saw him in 1993 when I was in high school. 
And I saw him twice. And I remember when I saw him, I thought it was like the coolest thing in the world because I was watching the Beatles. I worked at a music store. I got really good seats. Uh, no, I didn't steal these ones. I actually reserved them through <laughs> our Music Plus Ticketmaster thing. I got like 12th row on the floor. It was, it was an, a life-changing experience at the time. Now, watching him now, um, you know, obviously he's a lot older. That was almost 30 years ago where I saw him. And the first couple of songs, and Boo and I were talking about this, we were like, uh-oh. <laughs> um, he comes out in a suit, and it's pretty tight on him, and he's not moving much. And, and I was thinking, oh, shit, is this whole show going to be him just like not Standing moving at there, all? Yeah. And like barely moving his bass? Took off, took off his suit, said, this is the only wardrobe change I'll have all night, made a joke. And then the show really started. And he was, for his age, for his ability to engage the crowd stories, all that stuff was amazing. But I think I, there's two parts I got emotional. One was, uh, and I don't want to spoil it for people that are going to go see him, but he does a little tribute to um, Harrison, to George Harrison. Hmm. And he plays something. And Paul McCartney never usually plays any song that he doesn't sing. Like, he doesn't do the Lennon songs. He never does the Ringo songs. And he doesn't do the Harrison songs. But he played something with a, with a beautiful video in the back with them two through, like throughout time. And so I got a little emotional there, a little bit. Like, there wasn't a tear shed. But for some weird reason, when he played Golden Slumber and um, carry that weight and the end in a row, just like in uh, just Abbey Road, I almost started losing it. And I, I don't know if it was the fact that I probably won't get to see him again. And I was thinking about Malik and he'll never get to see him live. Um, but it, yeah, it just hit me, man. I didn't like ball or anything, but I definitely got emotional and I got teary-eyed um, when he played those three. So amazing show. I know Luke Cruiser, um, one of the motivator hosts, he's going to go see him. That's probably one of the reasons he can't come to Celebration. And um, I text them and I said, you're, you're in for a good one. It's not like these old shows where he's running around, but it's more of a storyteller kind of feel. And he has a story for every song and he gets on the piano, he gets on the guitar, he gets on the bass. It was wonderful. It was wonderful. Boo, this was your first time seeing him, correct? Yes. Yeah. My first time. Yeah. And, and it was, you enjoyed yeah. it? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. It was incredible. Uh, I, I, I think there were a couple moments. I, I wouldn't say emotional, but where there was there was one moment I, I can't remember the song, but I was just you know singing along, having a great time, and I'm like, and I started laughing. I started laughing. Yeah. I was like, this is just so <laughs> incredible. You know, I'm having right. a great time. The music's great. I was just having a blast. It's one of those where you just start you know laughing at just how awesome it is. You know what you're experiencing. So yeah, and an incredible show. Yeah, if 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 you are going to see him, you're in for a hell of a ride. Everything's amazing. Um, Almost three hours, by the way. Yeah, and for exactly. him at that age. By the way, he's 79 years old. So for him at that age to pull off a two and a half hour set, and his vocals obviously aren't what they used to be, but they're not like. I mean, you really hardly can tell. Mm -hmm. I mean, I would say it's 95 percent of what you're used to with Paul McCartney. So for him to hit those high notes, to hit the low notes, to scream, to rock out the place for Live and Let Die, phenomenal. He did a great yeah. job. Yeah, his band is phenomenal. You know, just yeah, the 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 actual like uh 
special effects and everything that he has mm-hmm. awesome it was it was great to see him because he goes the the piano that he uses he uses a couple different ones but the piano that he uses is on like a up on a like a little stage mm-hmm. he's he's jumping up the stairs all excited he has a little dance going on after every <laughs> song he's like yeah the, and for li- the, and for, the finger yeah, go guns got me i love the finger oh guns. yeah he always does the finger guns and yeah. for live and let die you know if you've seen him before it's a big firework extravaganza it, it's crazy but it was funny because he's getting older. At the end, he puts his hands over his ears and he shakes his head like, no, no more. No <laughs> it's more. It's too loud. Yeah. It's too <laughs> loud for me. I, I don't want to do that anymore. But uh, wow, what a living legend. And um, if you don't get to see him, go on YouTube and check out the amazing video that, vi- well, video and performance that Peter Jackson did for him. He, he isolated John Lennon's voice and video from um, an appearance of both of them, but he just had Lennon up there and McCartney and Lennon would go back and forth. So he was singing to John and John was singing to him. It was cool, man. It was, it was crazy. So, so I just wanted to talk a little music minute right there for our intro. Um, what else did I want to bring up? Did you guys get to, um, see anything well let me go box office first oh by the way guys randy brought this up we used to talk about you guys sending us emails um and but i never give out our email address anymore it's the sithless at gmail.com if you want to send voicemails and emails please send us some stuff we'd love to listen to it and to put it on unless you're the whim and we probably won't but other than that everybody else 100 percent send just kidding whim we love you buddy send your voicemails and emails um, and wanted to do that. And T Public's got our merch. The Sithlist.net is going going through a uh, metamorphosis right now, so that'll be coming back very soon. And other than that, I think we should jump into the box office. Hang on, hang on, real quick, man. Something oh, yeah. I wanted to mention, and I should have yes, mentioned sir. this. So I had something kind of special happen this past week. Oh, okay. And uh, man, I got to personally baptize both of my kids oh in church cool. man and that's so wonderful. you know that's we awesome. have like the campus pastor does the baptisms when we have them and my son was adamant about wanting to be baptized and uh you know i don't talk about it a lot but like my business cards say pastor on them and oh, so right. i, I, I put my guitar down and when it ran across the stage over to it and like got to like talk to him and and baptize him in front of the entire congregation my dad and stepmom came over it was pretty it was pretty cool and one of my buddies actually two of them were there and they were laughing at me going wondering how long i would last before i started crying i'm a crier Dude, I barely got choked up and I just stayed the course. But my buddy who was making fun of me, who's really close to my kids, he and his wife, we call him aunt and uncle, right? Angie and Tim, you know, he was bawling. He started crying. Oh. Yeah, because it meant so much to him, man. It was very sweet. But the, the part that really got me was after church, we're done and I'm up on the stage tearing down. And my son, he's tiny, man. He's seven years old. He comes up and he's like, hey, daddy. Thank you for baptizing me today. And it was so cute, man. It was like, oh, my heart. It was pretty great. It was a pretty great day, man. It's pretty, pretty sick and great. That's rad. Well done. That's really cool. So anyway, yeah. Yeah. uh, Yeah. I'm a godfather to one of Lorena's uh, uh, best friend's kid. And uh, we got to, you know, baptize her. And that was a, that was a whole, that was amazing. Yeah. That was cool. 
So like in our church, you know, they, this, uh, they're baptized when they're older and it's like a, their decision sort of thing. Right. And it's like full immersion. There's, we like, you, we're not in the river wearing robes, but like they get into this big tub. That's a baptistry is what it is and dunk them down. It, it was, it was extra rad, man. That's, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, it's interesting. The, the feeling I got a feeling today because, um, we got, we've been trying to get, Malik into a monastery, uh, like a preschool kind of thing. And I think it's called Montessori. Mon- Montessori. Montessori. What did I say? A monastery. <laughs> you said a monastery. Oh uh, no, Montessori. He, is, he was Montessori. his teacher is Doctor Strange. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that's what I actually it's wanted. Nepal. I got tricked by Lorena. That's what I thought it was going to be. Uh, Montessori and <laughs> fuck off, King Tom. Um, and we got a. We, he's on a waiting list, and we got a phone call today saying that. There's a spot open, and um, next week is his first day. And I was like, no, it can't be next week because I'm going to be at a celebration. So we're going to have to push that shit back. <laughs> so Lorena called, and we pushed it back to the 31st. So he starts school Tuesdays and Thursdays only because uh, he's still so young. But, yeah, that's going to be tough. I don't, I don't want he, him to go. Is he going to have to take a vow of silence? <laughs> <sighs> yes, he is, King Tom. <laughs> Just like you are, because I'm going to push mute on your goddamn thing. <laughs> I expect <laughs> just, no less. Just kidding. Oh, Lord, let's get this show on the road here. Guys, next week, we're going to play the lost tapes. They're finally been found. Napster, thank you again for putting it together. So check that out. Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, 61.61 million. Bad Guys, 6.9 million. Sonic the Hedgehog, 4.6. Firestarter, which, Les, you've been pushing a new Firestarter for a long time. This is a Zac Efron joint. Yeah, so I've seen. I, I want to see it. They have it on a player that I have on my TV. And I mm. didn't. I, tr- I started the, oh, I'll tell you what I started. I started the Northman. Mm. And holy shit. I felt like I was on acid for a while. Um, and then I had to stop it because I had to do something. But. We'll talk about that in a second. Everything, everywhere, all at once. That is not the Nicolas Cage film, um, but that made three point three million. <laughs> Doctor Strange is at six hundred and ninety million dollars worldwide in two weeks. That's pretty damn good. So well done for Doctor Strange. Um, and anybody watch anything? Because I watch like a potpourri of stuff. King Tom. Yeah, um, the wife and I watched a, a Netflix movie called Operation Mincemeat. Oh, okay. Oh, I've been wanting to see on- that one. True yeah. story. One of the reasons we watched it, uh, you know, she's a big fan of Pride and Prejudice, and it had uh, no, right. Colin Firth and Matthew McFadden, oh. who both both of them played Mr. Darcy in separate adaptations. And, um, you know, Colin Firth was Colin Firth. The, the other guy, I didn't recognize him almost, and in the movie, he was a dick. Um, it, was, it was a good movie. You know, it was a, based off a real story. Um, there were two things about it that, that bugged me a little bit. There was like a third act suspense item that came out of nowhere. And it was more like you, you saw this character and you're like, did we see this character before? Who is he? Um, but another thing they did, uh, Ian Fleming, the guy who wrote James Bond originally, he in in real life, he participated in this and he had an idea for a lot of 
the spy shenanigans that the Great Britain did during World War II. Oh. And um, in, in this movie, you know, he's a character and he's always writing. It's like, we get it. Ian Fleming, the writer. <laughs> but it, it was, you know, it was, it was entertaining. Okay. Well, there you go. And it's on Netflix, you said? Uh, yeah, I think it was made for Netflix. For Netflix. Okay, cool, yeah. man. That's interesting. About you watch anything less? Yeah, uh, you like you said a potpourri of stuff, but I basically uh, just dove into HBO Max for most of the weekend mm. and uh, knocked out a couple episodes of Barry. Uh, also watched uh, DMZ, which is apparently oh, yeah. based on a graphic novel that I know nothing right. about, but it was pretty. It was a pretty solid show. And then uh, also a newer one called, uh, if I'm not mistaken, Justice Society of America World War Two, and Ooh. it's an animated one, and uh, very cool, very oh, very cool. cool. Right on. Um, I watched a episode, the new episode uh, season opener of Barry. Uh, so I watched one. It was really good. So left off. I mean, it started right where it left off. It's craziness and funny and great writing, great acting. I finished Ozark. Guys, Eric, I finished Ozark. Thank I, God. I, yes, and Boo. Um, and I will say I was disappointed, not h- how the, the show ended, because I'm not going to spoil it for people, but I was disappointed by the choices that the showrunners made at the end. I thought the very end, I liked how that went down. I just didn't like what they did with a certain, excuse me, a character that was pretty upset about. I th- I think we can spoil it. It's been That's it's what been I was gonna say. You think so? Okay, weeks. so we're gonna yeah. spoil Oz well, I don't Les hasn't seen it. You know what I mean? He's yeah, he he's Listen, so distraught. Yeah. I started breaking bad by watching the series finale first mm. and then going through the whole thing. So there's no such thing as spoiling for me. I am the idiot or the jackass or the asshole that would always grab the group or the class book and read the final page. Before anybody else, I already knew what the fuck happened. Turned wow. out the zebra did it. What? <laughs> <laughs> it was the butler. No, it's the so, yeah. It. It's the end of the book and it's the dictionary. The yes. Or and I've even phone. done that. Yeah. I've even done that. <laughs> so go okay. right ahead, gentlemen. Okay. It's all good so, for me. Now, King Tom, you may have to ask. I don't think it's King been Tom a month. Watching Ozark. Yeah. No. All right. We're yeah, good, it's been man. a month. Okay. So if you don't want to get, if you want to get spoiled, listen. If you don't want to get spoiled, just move along for about, we'll be quick, uh, five, move less along. than five minutes. Uh, so three, two, one, spoil. So I love the show. I, it's one of my favorite shows that probably that I've seen on Netflix or streaming. It, it, it's up there with, to me, with Breaking Bad. I, acting is amazing. But the choice to kill Ruth, I think, was a mistake. Um, I know that you don't get away with killing a cartel boss. I get it. But the way she went down, I think if you're going to kill a character like that, there has to be a sacrifice made. I mean, you don't build her up and and fix her life and then do what you do to her like that. Especially if, with a character that we've only met probably four times yeah. in, in the entire run of the show. I get yeah. she's a very strong and important character, but for her to be the reason why Ruth gets killed, I thought that was a mistake. Uh, there were a handful of things, and you'll see this in in shows where 
uh, like a classic example for me is the a- Andy Griffith on the Andy Griffith show. Mm-hmm. Once Don Knotts was off the show, Andy's personality switched into this curmudgeon. He was, and that was not how the character was all this time. And there were several things in the back half of season four. I was like, and the reason I'm so sensitive to it is because I only recently started watching the show. So I plowed through the first three seasons and the first part of the fourth season, all in the span of like two and a half, three weeks. Wow. The actions and choices the characters were making in that last seven stretch of seven episodes was contradictory to the character development you had been given across all the other episodes. But one thing I want to say to it, to shows like this, one of the things that made parks and recreation so great is everything just worked out every time, but not in a way that it felt unrealistic. And in this case, I, first of all, Ruth rolling up, and seeing that black SUV, anytime you see a black SUV, that means somebody's getting killed. Exactly. Just, First she rolls up and gets out of the damn truck and goes right. up to the thing. And that, that is and that, not. That is, but that is character. That is in her what she would have done. I disagree. I'll, 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 I'll give him that. Usually Ruth doesn't give a shit. And she's done that with that guy before. Remember? Oh, not that guy, but that SUV. That type of guy. Well, with the the one their their hitman, yeah, you know, just flipping them off, yeah, exactly. in the parking lot. Right. But I, I honestly, man, I think that the turn that you saw in her, she would have just backed up and left. I, I thought a couple of different things might happen. One, I thought that the um, what's her name, whatever, yeah, the Navarro's sister, Navarro's name was was going to spare her because yeah, of her ballsiness. Yes, that's what I of thought. telling her. She's like, yeah, how'd you find out? Well, you know what? I don't regret it. He was a murdering piece of shit and all this stuff, she said. And I thought she might be like, listen, I want you to come and work for me or something yeah, stupid like that. Right. But what I think could have happened, it, because of the way their relationship had grown and changed over the final season, because I thought Frank Jr. might show up. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and shoot her. But, it, it, you know, who knows? But I just, I thought the way she went down sucked. And, and personally, like the show's ending, it really didn't give you an end. Because you're wanting to see things finally work out for those kids that have been through hell and back because of their parents. It's opposite. And now they're right back to once a piece of shit, always a piece of shit. And, Mm -hmm. you know, now their son is at least the implication is the son's a murderer now. Yeah. 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 Because they shot a guy in cold blood, essentially, because he was not there to kill them. Exactly. But that attack was stupid, too, for showing up like that. Mm-hmm. And just being so casual because he knows what happened to the guy in the urn. He knows what happened to all these people. And to just be yeah. so. They're not going to do it to me. Yeah. yeah. About it. But to do it in the, in the, in the, you know, go to black and then you hear the gunshot. Yeah. Uh, well, thank God we heard a gunshot because if they just would have went to black and we didn't know. And I thought they were going to end the show with just the window being broken and then on the other side of it and then go to black. And I was like, oh, hell no. Don't make us try to fucking think if somebody's in the house still or they're going to get killed. So I'm glad they gave us a resolution in a way. And the son becomes morally corrupt. He was already financially a thief because he was laundering money. But 
he always had a problem with them killing. He doesn't have that problem anymore. Right. So he's all about the family now. Yeah. Well, and and for me personally, I seeing that kid turn into that, you know, he was the one who yes. was essentially like trying to do the right thing. He or or at least he was trying to take the high ground, I guess. Yeah. The moral high ground. Yeah. But he's the one who told Ruth who killed her brother. Now, one thing I did think was clever is the way that they with the scenes of the Langmores, Ruth's family, they had already established like Wyatt would. It's sort of like the Han Solo Kylo Ren moment in The Rise of Skywalker, where he's just imagining his dad being there and talking to him. And they had this segment like that, but they had a segment like that with Ruth, where it was all of her dead family and none yeah, of the alive was, ones. Yeah. And that when that cool. happened, I'm like, you mother. No, I think yeah. I'm worried that this is going to happen. Yeah. And but listen, I don't get like super wrapped up in in certain types or in shows like that uh, to the point where I'll react externally. Right. But after she got shot and that show ended, Amanda and I were sitting on the couch. I just stood up and walked out. I said, "You know what? Fuck this show." Yeah, I've done that multiple I, times. I was, shows, but I was just so disappointed. Yeah, no, I I, I, I go ahead, boo. Yeah, I loved it. And you know, I I thought the ending because I I saw Ruth being on the up and up, fixing her life, making a change, not being the same Langmore anymore. Right. I saw that as as kind of like the last hope for the Bird family. She's the last hope. You're like, maybe she can turn her life around. Maybe she is going to make it cuz you already you already lost for them. I I thought the whole family was awful. And then <laughs> once the, the kids, everybody, all of them, you know, the, the, the daughter makes it, you know, lies to, or to the, uh, the lawyers, uh, the who got murdered tells her, you don't want to fuck around with this or you're going to die. Mm-hmm. You know, she tells her, threatens her essentially, not directly, but yeah. this is what's going to happen. I think they all made awful decisions. They're all awful people. So I thought Ruth was their last hope as far as being decent people. And once that, and they had to, they had the option to help her at some point before uh, the cartel lady left to kill her. They knew that she was going to die. They made their choices for themselves. Well, we, th- she did threaten. They said, "If I even see you look at her." But they still, they still could have done something. They could have tried, attempted, because they had, they had helped Ruth. They liked her. They trusted her. They respected her. But they made the choice for themselves to protect themselves which they've been doing this entire time, and now they've made the final decision. Now their soul is completely gone. There's no hope for them. They are awful people. Everything that everybody has said about them is 100% true. They are despicable. So I they thought... Des- yeah, they destroyed the lives of every single everyone, person. That everyone that they with. came in contact with. Literally everyone. Everyone! Everyone! I was everyone. waiting for it. Perfect, yes. So yeah, so once once she died, I was like, yeah, they've they've because they were all aware, all of them were the kids, the parents, everybody was aware of what was going to happen to Ruth, and then and then the cop comes in and he tells him everything that's going on, and, and when you see uh when you see the son with the shotgun, it's like, yeah, it it makes sense because there's it no sense. hope, yeah, it no there's no hope for any of them. They're all yeah. willing, I agree with that, participants of the evilness that they are doing 
And I, th- I thought it was a perfect ending because you think maybe, maybe, you know, their foundation, maybe they can do some good, all, you know, mm-hmm. the political good they can do. No, no, they're all awful and they are completely willing and okay with being awful. So I, I thought it was good because you get some hope with Ruth. You're like, maybe somebody can come out of this and be a decent person. Nope. All of them bad. All of them evil. Not what you thought. She's gone. Their souls are gone. Everybody's dead. Well, it's interesting you said that because uh, Eric, you said you had like an external feeling, and you're like, "Fuck this, I'm done with this." My my feeling afterwards was like, "Fuck this." I started reading articles about the showrunners and why the fuck they did it. So I went on a deep dive and tried to figure out what was the reasoning behind killing her. And so they said that it was the toughest decision they've ever made during you know writing that show. And the room, and they had like twelve writers. Half of them said Ruth should go. Half of them said you're making a huge mistake. So they were debating this thing for weeks. And um, the reason why at the end that they decided to do it is what kind of a, exactly what Boo said. People like the Langmores lose. People like the birds with money in reality win and get away with shit. And they wanted to stress that to the max on this one. You know, the story was pretty much the Langmores versus the birds and the cartel stuff is on the side and the Langmores lost. And that in real life, that's probably what would have happened. So that's why they did it. I do. I agree with it. No, but that's why they did it. The irony, though, when I went back to look at it and I was really hoping Navarro was going to escape when they did the whole thing where the, the guy kills the other guard and says listen there's a car up the road and blah 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 and then that ends up not being a thing i realize at that point that navarro the cartel leader is the only character in the entire series who never lied yeah he always just said listen this is the real he was the only one that was honest even though he was despicable he was a straight shooter (laughs) he uh, was that's it and uh i was really hoping that uh, he would make it out, take his sister out, and that would be that. But because, <laughs> dude, I don't know, man. It's it's a great show. I just think it they is. they could have made a different choice with Ruth. And I don't. I'm not saying that just because I liked her character so much. I think the story would have been more compelling mm-hmm. if what it did was showed that the birds even though they've managed to do all this, that in spite of them, this one person was able to to dig deep, break this uh, iniquity, this familial curse of the family name and rise above it. And what would have been nice is if at that point, you know, because suddenly she's got all this money too. Yeah. Is that the birds are like, you're no longer welcome here. And they have to move their operations right. and all, all this crap that they built is kind of out the window. That would have been a, you know, I don't know, man. That would have been compelling to me, but part of it's just because I love Ruth Langmore. Yeah, I did too. I did too. There's a really cool uh, season ending, like after the show that they did, like a little documentary on the last season. So check that out. It's on Netflix. We did a deep dive on Ozark, guys. So um, King Tom and Les, we apologize uh, for that That's deep dive. But uh, it is such a good show that even is. with us ruining yeah. it oh, at yeah. the end, just everything, the build up to that. You you're you're in for a ride, no matter what. You might you might know at the end of it what what your destination is, but the journey is a hell of a ride. You're gonna be 
disgusted, uh, shocked, and just and your laugh. you're gonna laugh a lot. Yeah, there's, you're gonna laugh. Great comedy. Yes, it. exactly. So yeah, great show. Highly, highly recommend. Jason yeah. Bateman has this. I mean, I don't think I've I've really seen any other actor do it. He has a way of delivering the most serious lines, and then really under his breath say something that will just make you die laughing. But it's this really serious situation, and the way he delivers his sarcasm, I don't, yeah, he's just so good. He's so I, I was to the point where I hated Wendy. I hated her. What did I tell you last week? I said, I I want her dead. (laughs) I can't stand her. Um, But she kind of flipped the script on me in the very, very end. Yeah. You start, you found yourself starting to like her. Um, But like the scene where Marty gets into that road rage incident with that guy who was, that was a weird thing to write because literally they're all stuck in traffic. And for some reason, this guy's just decided it's Marty's fault, even though there's this line of cars stopped in front of him. Right. And Marty gets out to fight him and she tells the guy to suck her dick. Yeah. <laughs> Roseanne bar style, you know, Yeah, uh, I thought that was pretty baller, but y- you know, some people, there was the speculation that when it went to black and the, you heard the gunshot that Jonah shot his shot mom. mom. Oh, <laughs> well, if you look at, I've watched it three times, just that last scene. If you look at his mom, he looks at her, looks at him and kind of nods and they flash back to him. So. Yeah. Well, even Bateman nods at him. Yeah. Bateman him the, nods at him. Yeah. And had smirks yeah. a little bit, which yeah. is, uh, yeah, which is crazy. Another trip to the mortuary. Oh, yes, yes, yes. So, guys, if you haven't seen Ozark, we just uh, pretty much ruined the ending for you. But, like Boo said, give it a shot. It is really good. It's only four seasons, so it's not like it's a nine, ten season thing. Um, But, yeah. Uh, I did get to watch about 45 minutes of The Northmen, and it was crazy as shit. And a lot of uh, jumping around and acting like dogs around fires, (laughs) bouncing around, and a lot of killing all that stuff. And that got me pumped up to try to go finish um, Lost Last Kingdom, um, Uhtred, Bebenberg, Uhtred of Bebenberg, or Uhtred, uh, I forgot his last name, but... Um, it's Uhtred of Bebenberg. Yes, Uhtred of Bebenberg. <laughs> I sometimes yell at Malik. Malik, I scream at him, Malik of Bebenberg, get over here. Uh, but finish two Maybe you shouldn't that. call him that, man. He might kill you one day, man. Yeah, Uhtred's a beast, dude. You, yeah. yeah, you don't want to do that. <laughs> So did Barry, did Northman, did a little deep dive in HBO Max. And I saw they have this weird Blade Runner animated series called Black Lotus. Yes. And it looked like the animation was just from like vi- a video game. Yeah. CG. All CG. CG is yeah. crazy. Uh, so I saw a trailer for that. So there's a lot of cool things in HBO Max. Um, I think, uh, I think well, we spent a lot of time on Ozark and stuff. So I think Thrawn is itching to talk a little star wars celebration and vanity fair and controversy and people pissed off the kk here we go greetings this is grand admiral thrawn aboard the iss chimera you are currently listening to the sith list i know a great deal about you because of this artistic choice may warrior's fortune smile upon your efforts so before, in hold on in before tip, we start I, i'm yeah. sorry eric before we no, start, you're fine or, you're fine araj how long did it take you to find that that clip to add the audio to the video uh 
So for the people listening and, and who didn't get to come on our 300th live, so I made this uh, video clip to um, to like join the the what you hear, and it's of Thrawn looking at something and they're walking and staring at. Um, how long did it take me? Uh, probably like two hours, hour and a half. Oh, okay, that's not bad. Yeah, not too bad. Not too I, bad. I, was I think I got I got, I got lucky with that one. Okay, I was expecting you to comb through episodes where Thrawn makes an appearance and just try to find it. Be like, no, that's not long enough. No, that's well, not thank enough. God on YouTube somebody's condensed every Thrawn scene on Rebels, <laughs> so it was like total was like thirty five forty minutes. But trying oh. to find the perfect one and trying to edit it to make it work. So yeah, it was like an hour or two. It wasn't too bad. Very good, good a job. Starbucks, just- Starbucks break there, you know, with the cream donut right next to me screaming at his that's video right. games. Go ahead, Eric. Well, okay, so in typical fashion, <laughs> the motivators record on Monday. And listen, it's our fault, we know. <laughs> and then the very next day, but uh, uh, or was it today that it came out? Boom, Vanity no, was, Fair. Oh, yeah, I don't remember. What it was. Dude, it's time has no meaning. Big, yeah. huge Star Wars piece. Anthony Breskin doing the Lord's work over there. Yeah, the press. And uh, it's, there's a lot of stuff. And we're not going to get into anything that is remotely spoilery. Okay. So don't worry about that. Mm -mm. And really there's nothing like that in these articles anyway. But uh, some of the stuff that popped up is just a a kind of a general rundown of some of the actors in the shows coming up and what they've gone through. And as far as being part of the show and like having to keep it quiet and those sorts of things, which I found interesting. Uh, Deborah Chow talks about how they decided what to do with Anakin's character with Darth Vader and why they felt it was necessary. It wasn't just a, you know, what would be cool is if we had Darth Vader in here, but there was a real plan for it and a real meaning behind it, which I think is great to hear. Uh, Some, some kind of crappy stuff popped up like Kathleen Kennedy was talking about the, like the future of Star Wars and the movies and that sort of thing. And one of the things that I really liked that she said was something about how they're sort of shying away from the word trilogy and thinking more about perpetual storytelling. Okay. Which I thought was pretty cool, but kind of where the stinkiness comes is when they were talking about solo. And now mind you, to be fair, it's could have been taken semi out of context the actual quote she had because the it was like writer writing text a quote from kathleen kennedy that didn't specifically mention what it said right before it but essentially the gist of it that everybody took away from it was is that solo was a flop because they tried to recast a legacy character and plainly you can't do that was essentially the takeaway that that people like ran with Okay. Right. And one thing that I mentioned on Twitter today is that, so here's what I heard today. You can't recast legacy characters because blah, blah, blah. And I realize this isn't apples and this is apples and oranges. Okay. But, but I also hear, oh my gosh, you McGregor's back is over. What Kenobi? Can you believe it, it is going to be the <laughs> best thing ever? Well, I don't right. know if you know this, but somebody else played Obi-Wan Kenobi in the original <laughs> trilogy and they went with a younger actor to play the young Obi-Wan Kenobi. And I realized that Sir Alec Guinness in the eyes of Star Wars fans is not Harrison Ford. I 
plainly recognize that. But to basically attribute the issues surrounding the success of Solo with Alden Ehrenreich's portrayal of him, I think is pretty unfair. Uh, because I liked Ehrenreich as Solo. Yep, I thought so that the I. way they what they did with the movie and what they did with the character either between the writing and then like when it was released and all of that stuff. Uh, I wonder how he's feeling about it, about hearing this. Yeah. Because I mean, I'm sure that can't be, that can't feel good. uh, That suddenly the discourse is that it's your fault. Even though it's not his fault that he, they made choices to, recast a, a character like that but yeah you know, and harrison, you're the harrison li- and harrison liked it harrison yeah. came out and said he loved the loved the portrayal so i i was a little bit bummed out by that but uh th- you know there's a lot of cool stuff in this uh if you you know check out vanity fair the pictures are neat uh you know the digital version they'll let you read like a couple of the articles and then they clamp it down so if you want to subscribe for just fifteen dollars, you can read them all, or you can go to the newsstand and just buy the physical <laughs> copy and read it that way. But uh, King Tom, what what do you make of all this? It, what you sticks know, out to you in all these articles? Obviously, the the all Aaron right news was was a bummer, and I think that's what a lot of people focused on. But there was also a lot of good stuff, especially about the future of Star Wars. Um, you know, she she kind of went back to 2019 before Rise of Skywalker came out and how they were talking about, okay, we're going to scale back the movies a little bit. They had they had a huge plan to do a Star Wars movie or solo mess with that. Um, and then they wanted to reexamine things. COVID happened. And now their strategy is completely different. She said in the article, we're going to be doing three live action shows for Disney Plus a year. That's not counting animation. That's not counting feature films. You want to talk feature films? You know, everyone, we've spent the last two years thinking that we're getting Patty Jenkins' Rogue Squadron next. That's been that's been pushed off. Um, also, Ryan Johnson's show is kind of, or movie is on the back burner. But what we are getting next is Taika Waititi's movie. Phenomenal. Um, which is very exciting news to me. And th- this interview is conducted back in March. And she said, um, because they they posted the full interview with the Brez and Kathleen today, um, and he said that that was taken, that was done back in March, and that we would get more information on that soon. So I'm wondering if we're going to find out something at Celebration. Um, she did also talk about the 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 Ryan Johnson issue, how you know he wanted to do Knives Out, and then he got a two hundred million dollar deal from Netflix to do. A few more. And, you know, first of all, I don't, you know, as much as we want to see Ryan Johnson do Star Wars movies, I don't think anyone would begrudge him for wanting to do, you know, the Netflix thing, Benoit Blanc, $200 million. But they also spoke about how Favreau and Filoni were really taking charge of all the, the Disney Plus shows. And that's what she wants for someone to do the movies. Like like Eric was saying, you know, they don't see him as as trilogies, they see them as ongoing narratives. And I think I as tough as that is to find someone and she said they want someone who's going to spend 4 or 5 years with them at least to you know, plant the seeds, grow a story and hopefully tell multiple movies. Mm. They know they have to get out of the Skywalker saga. 
hopefully they're able to find, you know, Ryan Johnson, someone else, um, you know, good uh, creators who who can tell a good story. King Tom, isn't there a guy that's involved with Lucasfilm right now that has a background a little bit of, of doing said ongoing storylines for 10 years plus? Um, yeah, the, the, the article mentioned in the article, uh, I think Ke- Kennedy mentioned the Kevin Fugé oh. proposed movie a- as a rumor, but last week was a name, Michael Waldron, who wrote multiverse of madness he said he's writing it oh so, yeah i just get so me excited maybe we'll okay. find out something about that yeah. sometime soon too well it, kathleen did say that she would love for feige to do a movie right but as of right now there's no right there's no there's nothing movie. planned she mentions um you know the patty jenkins thing being pushed back and then naturally people on the internet who know more than that <laughs> came and said that no no according to patty jenkins that nothing has changed mm-hmm. well something has changed but uh also uh leslie headland talked about the acolyte yes and so the, and it's cool one of the things i love about this is the amount of thought you find out that they're putting into the importance of where this story is. And one of the things she said is she's watching the Phantom Menace going, well, how did things get to this? How did a Sith Lord manage to sneak in on the sly under right under the nose of the Jedi and then not realize it? And so this show takes place about a hundred years before the Phantom Menace. And uh, that's, uh, that has me even more excited that's about rad, it man. because it's not just a show they pick to do. Uh, at like through a dartboard at the timeline, but it's literally like, well, how did we get here? What did we, how did this happen? And, uh, there's a lot of story there to tell. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm really keen for that. Yeah. Uh, Taika, Taika Waititi's movie. I'm really keen about that too. Uh, honestly, man, I, I've been on the fence about how much I want new star Wars feature films. Mm, versus like more TV shows. Sure. But if we can get them both, then hot damn. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I will say I've become less and less enamored with like the online fandom at large and the discourse that follows because a lot of times it, de- and it's this way in every fandom, but it devolves from like healthy conversation to flag planning, hill dying, it's mud slinging and it's just like that's no fun anymore i just want movies to come out that i like watching and i want to like them if i like them and unapologetically and i want to dislike the parts i dislike and not expect anybody that they better agree with me or else and uh so with that being said uh you know yeah having movies back out there would be cool now that we have all this disney plus content i don't know that i would go see a feature film 15 times in the theater the way I have like in the past with the, like all the Skywalker saga films, but I I don't know, man, there's a lot of cool stuff in, in there. So anybody else did, did you check into all this? Yeah, I checked in all of it and I thought it was really interesting. you know what? I first thing I thought of was all these people on YouTube that make a living on shitting on 
you know, Star Wars, they probably saw that and just got so excited. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like <laughs> content that I can shit on. I'm going to try to get clicks and make some money talking shit on Kathleen Kennedy. Uh, the, what, what I don't understand is the people that are mad at Brez. Like Brez does an interview. He's, he's hired to be a journalist, to ask provocative questions. And he gets an answer. He puts it on there. And then all of a sudden Brez is shaping the, um, where Star Wars is going and the franchise is going. The Brez does a great job. Leave him alone. He's doing what he's supposed to do. And Kathleen Kennedy said something. It doesn't mean necessarily that we won't get a, maybe she's talking about the movies. Maybe we'll get a solo thing in three or four or five years on Disney+. Plus. Maybe it'll be uh, something fun that'll come out with Donald Glover and and uh, and Alden. So I, people just need to chill, man. They're focusing on Disney Plus shows. They're making all their money right now on Disney Plus shows. The movies in general aren't making billions of dollars. There's only been three movies, I think, that have come close or have made billion dollars, and that's Spider-Man. Um, this one, this uh, Doctor Strange will make a billion probably by end of its run. Batman didn't even make a billion dollars. It's at like very close to $800 million. So with all of this, they're probably just like, let's just chill. Let's get the movie industry back and we'll make movies when we're ready to make movies. And let's just focus on the shows. Yeah. I do wonder now that the Skywalker saga is in the, in the past, if if you're going to have star Wars movies that are doing 2 billion. No, no. I, I really, yeah, I have a hard time. No way. Thinking that. You'd almost have to put Grogu in huh. one to generate that sort of heat. It's going to be hard for them to make a him. billion dollars, Eric. It, yeah, it, I'm, I'm like the the level of expectations have to come down. Like Solo made four hundred million dollars, very close to four hundred million dollars, and it was a, it was a bomb allegedly uh, for for the company. So people have to just like bring your expectations down. And just pray that the movies are good and right. enjoy them. Well, one of the things that hurt Solo making that level of money is with the rewrites and reshoots it, it, with the director change and all that is what the production ultimately ended up costing them. Yeah. If the, it had gone off without a hitch and none of that had happened and it made $400 million, it probably would have been at least closer to being profitable. Yeah, the budget but, was 185 million, and that's not counting. I don't think the reshoots and you know marketing and all that stuff. Right, mm -hmm. but you know, I I liked Solo. I did yeah, too. I did too. I I very much liked Solo. And Came out I of went, there so happy. Yeah, I watched it in the theater several times, and yep. like there were people in there every time. So I'm. Mm -hmm curious as to how it only made the amount of money that it made but obviously my experience is just a snapshot in the worldwide distribution of a film mm -hmm. but uh i i i'm bummed out that like the actors involved you know when you're making statements for example about you can't recast legacy characters that's something we learned or we you know, that we can't do or however it was that it was phrased right well, you had Donald Glover's Lando who freaking nailed it. That's exactly what I was going to bring up right now. Eric and King Tom and everybody else. You don't think Kathleen Kennedy would jump for joy right now if Donald Glover, Donald Glover came out and said, hey, I want to do a Lando show. Allegedly, that was in the works. But he comes and says, I want to do like a Lando Chronicles. 
with Billy mm-hmm. D and me, and Billy D will do flashbacks and all that great stuff. Dude, Disney, that, that would be a huge show for Disney Plus. Well, and me? allegedly that's happening. Allegedly that's happening. That's right. And Donald Glover himself was pretty much like, oh, I can't believe you brought that up, Jimmy Kimmel. Um, yeah. So I, I think maybe not misinterpreted, but she said something. Doesn't mean that it's like 100% concrete that they're not going to do this. Uh, I mean, yeah, we're getting fucking Obi-Wan Kenobi, like you said. It's the first thing I thought of last night was, was exactly that. Well, there's a, there's a lot of these characters that we would like to know where they came from. Yeah. And, it, you know, I think Solo's bigger problem, it wasn't all in Aaron Reich's portrayal of Han Solo. It was things like, who are your people? Mm-hmm. Solo. That was like so cheesy and so corny. Uh, and, you know, part of what I think hurt that movie is like the color correction on it. Everything in that movie is blue. Um, I thought that was a weird choice. And honestly, you know, you'd hear stories about people going to the theater and saying it's very hard to see. Right. And, you know, I would always go see it in IMAX in the biggest box possible. And the, the projectors like 10 billion lumens, but I did see it once in one of the smaller theaters and tough. it was harder yeah. to see the movie. Those sorts of things hurt hurt those films well, and, they, uh, they heard they they heard the word of mouth mm-hmm. money but initially people didn't go in droves to see it and and remember they pushed that shit back we were told that that might have been a christmas movie mm-hmm. and it wasn't a christmas movie and they pushed it back completely and i think that hurt it the most if that movie was out during christmas time during the holidays it probably would have made another 200 million dollars it was competing against uh infinity war yeah when they put it out Exactly yeah. right. Yeah. It was just, everything was fucked up about it. I, I was just going to say, you know, we're, we're talking about how the box office stuff. And in, in the extended interview, this wasn't really much in, in the article itself, but she said they're looking at other ways of content delivery. Like, and she mentioned Fortnite, how you can play a game as anything. And she said, you know, people aren't going to like it, but we're really looking at new ways to tell stories and they have their eyes on more than just the, 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 the box office. Yeah. And you know, like, like we were talking about earlier, they're doing three years of live or three, ep- three shows live action for Disney plus a year. That is a business plan. It sure is. And that's, that's the future of storytelling. Mm-hmm. And I have no problems with it. Like we said mm-hmm. before, we're getting initially like, three or four movies worth on a show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'll take and, that any day of the week. Oh, for sure. And being yeah. able to do that slow burn and tell a deeper story, uh, have more character development, because imagine if they had taken season one of the Mandalorian and, and honestly, what they would do in most movies is combine season one and season two into a movie. And they would try to tell that whole story in the span of two hours and 20 minutes right. versus mm-hmm. the, however many episodes we got, what, 13 something like that yeah, can be between yeah. the two seasons and you know that would have been a bummer man because they would have had to cut things like frog lady and just little things like that but in trapper wolf <laughs> Dave, <laughs> yeah, Dave Filoni's character oh, yeah. uh but i think that when they're looking at the bigger picture with content delivery 
there are so many options out there and Disney plus be in the TV shows, I think is just kind of the tip of the iceberg of what they could do. Now the books and things like that are never good. There's a lot of good ones. I'm so far behind that. I feel like I've just given up, but the, uh, they're never going to be successful. Like anything visual. No, uh, I mean, books are visual, obviously, but you know what I mean right, <laughs> of right, right, things right. moving around, <laughs> yeah, but uh, between movies and animated <laughs> stuff and even video but, games, too. But yeah, but with video games and speaking of which, uh, the title for what well, was revealed by an industry insider, but it's the title for this follow up to uh, Jedi Fallen Order is Jedi Lover Boy. It's Jedi. <laughs> survivor just kidding uh yeah jedi survivor survivor yeah huh yeah so i i was saying you know and then the next ones are gonna be journey journey yeah because oh those those were ones that sound like they could actually be actually were jedi foreigner then to throw it off i said the last one will be 38 special (laughs) but 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 jedi 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 warrant oh well, that's like that's the, not even the same genre. <laughs> well, I would say, saying, you're, you're but but uh, listen, Whatever. any band with Lou Graham should make that list. Uh, yeah, I'm not a Warren fan. I'm just throwing out there. But uh, um, Lou Graham wasn't in Warren. Uh, yeah, he was he was in Foreigner. I get it. He was in the Babies too. If you ever listen to them, it's great great bands. Nobody uh, put them in the corner. <laughs> 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 that's right. That's exactly right. Um, oh my gosh, dude. I, one of my buddies was a guitar tech for them. And he said oh. when they were on tour, they had the time of their life. Uh, so Ooh, I, bet, I bet you <laughs> want to know what love was after he was done. That was a dirty dancing joke. Um, oh, time of the life. Oh yeah. Damn it. Thank I you. thought you were still on foreigner. No, I was talking about the babies. Yeah. Uh, God dang it. Now I'm totally off the rails. Uh, <laughs> so apparently Cal Kestis is still going to be the protagonist of this sequel, which you would hope that would be the case. I mean, his right. story was so cool. good. And, uh, but yeah, I'm stoked for that. I've still been playing Elden Ring, uh, which is, you know, like the most popular video game there is right now. And, sure you know, it's come up that the style and controls and that sort of thing are very Jedi fallen order. Really? It has a lot of similar, Oh, that's similar cool. things. And so, uh, that style of game with lightsabers, I think it's super intriguing. And again, I've mentioned this several times. If you haven't played fallen order, play it. If you're on Xbox and you have like Game Pass Ultimate, it's on EA Play. It's part of your subscription. Uh, you can find it out there for it's not nearly as expensive as it once was. It is a damn good game. But Man, uh, I, I feel like I cheated. I, I didn't have time to play it, but I watched somebody play it on YouTube and I watched all the <laughs> cutscenes so I can know the storyline, you know. And it was it's, phenomenal. It, it was so yeah, good. it's neat. It is neat. The, the those things are really cool because they dealt they managed to tell a compelling story in a manner that doesn't detract from everything else that's gone on around it. Like they were able to include Vader in this thing and some Inquisitors, but it doesn't undo anything. It didn't. It wasn't uh, world breaking. Right. You know that that which and that's cool and it's a different medium to do it and the story is in such a way that it could be considered canon which they're not throwing that word around as much as that every single thing that comes out is going to be canon 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 
But tying it all together and having a building a big universe. And the, the, the key is big that mm-hmm. getting out of everything happened in this little window right. of time from the original trilogy and here and here. And we've got this essentially 50 year span that everything we know has happened when you're talking about the ancient Jedi order and Yoda's 800 years old and all of these things. Well, lots of stuff happened before then and lots of stuff will have happened after all of that too. The sky's the limit and building, building a big, big universe like that, I think will be critical to the long-term success of star Wars as it goes forward, because not having the Skywalker saga, uh, which was, you know, the anchor, it, they are going to have to really do the deal. And, you know, even with Kenobi, that's still part of the Skywalker saga. Sure. And, he's in it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But both of them. So they're, they haven't deviated far from it. No. And it's like, oh, well, what about the Mandalorian? Well, if you'll recall, Luke Skywalker was in the damn thing. <laughs> <laughs> and so, but I do think they're eventually going to have to move away from that. And yeah. Uh, yeah. this is, this will be a good start. And taking those steps to see like the acolyte, for example, talking about how did we arrive at the Phantom Menace? You've got a chance here to, to tell that story and not lean heavily on the events of the Phantom Menace and Anakin Skywalker and all that, because it's before tell that story, tell that story that from the slant. Well, it's like, you know, seeing the bad batch once, uh, uh, order 66 happened. And then they went about and did their thing. There wasn't a lot of talk about Jedi and stuff like that, Mm-mm. which, uh, and it was a good show. It was a real good show. Love so it. I, it's definitely possible. I'm just praying we get, I'll be sitting there Thursday in the panel, win the lottery so I can go. Mm-hmm. And they just show us a little teaser for the live action Martell sisters. Sister, sister. I would love that. Rafa. I love you. I love you, Rafa. Yeah. That'll Shave be so both sweet. sides of your head. Yep. Yeah. She's so punk rock, man. She's awesome. She's um, awesome. But listen, as far as anything else goes in Star Wars right now, those are the things that really, really matter. Right. Uh, we've and got celebration. A, and we're all going to be there. Yeah. Come yep. and hang out. Listen, guys, go to Steel's event. Cha-ching. We're plugging Steel. Go to Steel's event. On Saturday, it's going to be a blast. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be at the Anaheim Packing House, uh, Packing District House, whatever it's called. You'll see it. It's white. It looks cool. And he's going to be at the um, something potato. This is what a great plug this is. I'm, uh, I'm really selling this. Go to at Steel Wars. Go to SteelWars.com. All the info's there. All of us will be there. We're going to have a great time. Um, what is it? The something potato. Les, what is that thing called? You know what it's called. You've been there a hundred times. No, I have not. <laughs> the unpeeled potato or... There we go. The baked peeled, potato. There you baked go. Baked potato. Peel Best my way potato. to have it, right? Baked potato. Air fried potato. I think is what it's called. Mm-hmm. Uh, but whatever it is, it's going to be a great time. So head over there. Um, I do love video. I do love video games. I do love games, as you guys know. You know, especially King Tom. He knows so much I yep. love games. You love games. Boo, are you ready to play... Obi-Wan Kenobi Tinder. Swipe left or swipe right? Oh, Oh, yes. 
So how we're going to do this idea. is swipe left is a no. I, I've never been on Tinder, but I would imagine that swiping left would be no and swiping right would be like, let's go to Smash Town. So I, let's talk about Kenobi and surprise cameos. And if you think that this person or droid is going to be in the Kenobi series, swipe right. If not, swipe left. So Eric, you're the first one. R2-D2. Will we see R2-D2 in the Kenobi series? Swipe left or right? Swipe left. Okay. King Tom? Left. Okay. Boo? Left. And Les? Left. Okay. I, I think you're right. Boba Fett. Smash Town or are we swiping left? Eric? We'll go in the same order. Out in the cold, man. Left. Mm. King Tom? Ooh. Left. Ooh, left. Okay. Boo. Left. You going to Smash Town, Les? No, he's. Isn't he in the bottom of the Sarlacc at this point still? No, this is. He, he'd be a little oh. kid, or he'd be a teenager at this point. He'd be with. Oh, um, oh so we uh, might see him. What's her name? Maybe, or about maybe 20. we see a younger, a, a young clone headed version. I don't hey, know. Swipe left or swipe right, buddy? Swiping right, dude. Oh, okay. We're going to go Ooh, back. To bringing this. the heat. Bringing it. Bringing it. The Emperor. Eric? I'm going to say swipe right with the caveat that we'll, even if we don't see him visually, we'll hear him. I think we'll see him in a hologram. I like, suspect you're right like there. Like we did for, with yeah. Empire Strikes Back. King Tom Chancey, King right. of all swipes. What? Right. Right? Okay. Boo? Yeah, right. I, I agree with uh, Eric that it'll be some other form of poster, a coin. So I don't fucking know a credit. Who fucking knows? He'll be on something. Somehow Palpatine will show up. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. How about you, Les? Yep. Smash Town. Okay. Going to Smash Town. Cal Kestis. Left. We're in the the, swipe left. Left. Okay. Left. Boo. Left. Yeah. Les is... He's just laughing at it. Okay, whatever. If he shows up, stuff. he's going to show up to get killed, right? Calcestis? Yes. I don't know. I if he like shows up, it would be for Inquisitor Riva to kill him. Oh, yeah. well, that's a good point. Yeah, they could end this Calcestis storyline. Right and everybody would be really pissed in, right? Mm-hmm. How about Chewbacca, guys? Because how old is Han during this stint? Mm. Will we see? Will they go to like we're in Tatooine? Will they go to Mos Eisley? Go to the cantina? And fucking Chewie's drinking a nail. This has taken place pretty close to the time of the movie Solo. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, At least the first part of it. Yeah, that's. Maybe Chewie helps Obi Wan in his quest to outrun the powers that be. Probably not, though. I swipe left. Yeah, I say left. I'd love it. To, I'd love to see it, but I think left. How cool would that be, right? Mm-hmm. But if that's the case, then they would have known each. Oh well. This well, is Chewbacca. He's first made of a ship. Yeah, that right. They never really told us that they didn't have a fucking backstory with each other. He sought out Chewbacca when he went there. Oh. Story Did he though? On it. I felt I'm like just, he was just asking around for a pilot and met. Yeah, Boshek kind of did the 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. But who could trust Boshek? Good point. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I'm just talking to Rails. Um, boo, swipe left or right? Left. You going smash down with hairball or not, Les? Uh, swiping left. But now uh, you remember Yoda knew Chewbacca by yeah. name in the prequels. Did that mean that Obi Wan knew him also? But I feel like it, that. I mean, don't get me wrong; they've been big on uh, uh, fan service, if you will. But I think that would be over the top gratuitous. <laughs> what Lucasfilm over the top gratuitous fan service? Never heard that before. How about Padme in a flashback scene? It surprised the shit out of everyone. Mm. I'd Ooh, say who it's is quite the, right. I'd oh. say we'll, we may even see like um, oh. a leftover piece, kind of like what they did uh, in um, uh, Book of Boba Fett, wow. where we relive the moment of him picking up the helmet. I suspect we'll see something like that because her death is a huge part of Vader's rage over this whole thing and Obi-Wan showing up on Mustafar with her, you know, in his head, Obi-Wan took her from him is yes. essentially what happened. So and I, and I'd comments, say that's a yeah. possibility. Yeah, I think you're right. I, I'm going to swipe right on this one too, Eric and King Tom. Haven't they been setting this kind of situation up in the books and in the comics where he's constantly thinking about her? They've, They've had a lot of that in the Vader issues where Padme is on his mind and Vader's working with one of the handmaidens at some point. Right, so. right. Yeah. Who? Yeah, swipe right. Okay, less Padme? Yeah, for sure. We saw Padme at the Paul McCartney concert. She does a video sign language thing for Paul McCartney, one of the songs. Right what do her arms look like? Mm-hmm. It was. I think this was before Thor. So yeah, oh. yeah. Right She's next not to jacked. Yeah. No. Um, okay. Last but not least, this is a very, a very big one. Qui Gon Jin. Eric. We'll at least hear his voice. Swipe right. I think we'll definitely hear his voice, and we might even see. A blue figure. I'm going to say swipe right. I think the last right. scene of the entire show is going to be him. You're saying right, King Tom? Yep. Boo? You're saying no? Uh, swipe right, but voice. Yeah. Just voice. Okay. Unless we'll be we uh, Swipe right to all different types of appearances. Ooh, he'll be all over the place. You know what? One thing that Filoni and Favreau, what they do is, if there's any question somebody's going to be in something... They'll just throw them out in the first two minutes of, you know, of the episode. That's you know? true. Yeah. So if we see him very early on, I wouldn't be surprised. Training him or talking to him, meditating, him meditating and him being there. So uh, that would be interesting. Well, there you have it. That was Obi-Wan Kenobi Tinder. So not a lot of Smash Town, but. Well, so talking about Qui-Gon Jinn, I do think that. They had established it in canon at some point that he didn't learn how to manifest his physical being. Oh, uh, in the Wait. force is that true? Or is Wait, that, can, or you, is say, that can you say that again? That Qui Gon Jinn hadn't mastered the ability to manifest his physical being in the force; that it was his voice only. In in the Clone Wars, true, but um, in 
the from a certain point of view the short story book about episode four um there's a story in there written by claudia gray um after luke sees the sand crawler attack and he runs off home and obi-wan is hanging with the droids qui-gon and obi-wan have a conversation and qui-gon creates a physical form out of nowhere Ooh, like he's physically there and he's like i haven't felt like this in a long time huh so i haven't it, read that but in it, so long it's it's it is a great story but i think the idea is that like it's taken him this long to be able to do that gotcha 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 so maybe blue yeah. goes somewhere in between the two well there we go Hey, there you go. All right, guys. Well, cannot wait to see all of you next week, and we can talk about this stuff in real life, real person, like face-to-face. We probably won't talk any Star Wars, probably, like me with each other. We'll just talk about music and Avatar. Mm-hmm. Really pumped up for Avatar. The underwater storyline. Can't wait. Boo, do you have any bits? Is your satchel uh, full of water? Just oh, like yeah. James Cameron's. Full, full of something else, but yeah, um, yeah, full of bits. Uh, I'll start off with uh, no real segue here. No real. Oh segue. no, we're not. We're not going to start yet. But... Better be bits. It better be bits. Oh yeah, it's bits, Mike. It's bits. I tell you, uh huh, uh huh. It's bits. It's bits. Don't just jump the gun, boo. That fucking dog. <laughs> Little bastard. Um, <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, the showers all over you. Yeah. Golden showers <laughs> oh, fill your face. Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, no, you should apologize for that. Um, so, yeah, no real segue after getting pissed on by a dog. Um, so, uh, there was a, the, the Predator movie, a prequel coming out called Prey. Oh, I saw the trailer. I saw it. Yeah, the trailer just came out this week. It's only about 45 seconds, and uh, the movie's going to be released August 5th on Hulu. Looks pretty cool. Uh, uh, it follows, uh, I, I can't remember exactly how many years before. I think it's like 300 years before, like modern day kind of thing going on. Um, maybe a little bit more. And it follows a Native American girl trying to protect her tribe uh, mm-hmm. from a predator. So so it's bows and arrows. You can see her. She has a she has a uh, a hatchet or a tomahawk or something like that. Looks awesome. Looks very cool. So people are saying that that it might be like a a first time predator where he's uh-huh. going out for his first hunt to, right. to kind of like even out the odds because you know she doesn't have a gun or anything like that. She's got a a bow and arrow and a you know, fucking hatchet. So it's, it looks pretty fucking good. I love predator movies. And the last one, the last one, the one that we saw was fucking garbage. Do not recommend that. So this <laughs> this looks a lot better. A you lot know, better. Boo, I'm not really, I mean, I love the first one, obviously. I'm oh, not yeah. into this crazy franchise of Predator. But watching that trailer, I was like, this looks pretty interesting. Right? It gets you into yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Not yeah. bad. Not bad. No. Um, and, and it's perfect for you, Boo, because it's going to be on Hulu, so you can just chill. Oh, fuck yeah. I'm gonna be buying you, these yeah, popcorn. You're gonna yeah, get yeah, the you biggest bag of freaking potato chips and just <laughs> do your thing. Dude. People, people are gonna be knocking at your door. The That's the night. first thing I thought. That is the first thing I thought of like Boo's gonna love this and up oh, Hulu. Oh yeah, dude. Oh yeah. It's over. It's exactly. over. recliner for sure, dude. Hell yeah. <laughs> don't have to pay twenty dollars for a popcorn and soda. You fucking know it. 
Yeah. Huh. Uh, yeah. So excited about that. Uh, something else that people can watch from home uh, will be uh, Squid Game Season 2. Oh, we're back. But not for a while. The creator says that Season 2 won't release until the end of 2023 at the earliest. Ooh. So don't hold your breath, folks. Yeah. Dude, Squid not Game 2 Electric Chair Boogaloo. Oh, sure. There you go. Yeah. Electric Chair Boogaloo. That's pretty good. Thank you. Yeah, something else that people won't have to wait too long to see will be Stranger Things season four, oh. which comes out the same day as uh, Kenobi. Oh come on, Netflix! You May twenty seventh is going to be a busy, serious? busy day. Yeah, so and you can watch all of Stranger Things season four on the twenty seventh. So that'll be interesting. Um, the The creator said that uh, the finale is over two hours long. Over two hours long, and of then they this had a season. This season, oh, yeah, but it's this not season. the last season, is it? I believe it's not. I think there's I think a next fifth season, one. right? The fifth yeah. season's it. Yeah, I think the fifth season is it. The uh, the, the creators said something interesting. <laughs> they said that episode seven and nine are almost feature length films. I was oh. I was wondering. I was like, what about episode eight? Is that it's one just five kind minutes of, long? Yeah, exactly. But I was like, all right, sounds bitching. So yeah. Um, everybody's looking forward to that. Looks fucking awesome and terrifying. So yeah, it does look terrifying. Yeah. And Eric's in it, playing the guitar. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Rocking out up there. <laughs> yeah, it, it 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 in the ether. Did you guys think yeah. as I, you said terrifying and I said Eric's in it? Uh-huh. You pause like I was talking shit. I, yes. was, I was saying because there's a rock star in it. Yeah. How dare you? Just shredding was, before the apocalypse. Yeah. yeah, he was rocking out up there. <laughs> I was oh. being serious. You, you know, thought it, I was talking shit on him. I was like, that guy's rocking out up there. What an this, reminded me of Eric. This past weekend at church, uh, we had a, a service for like the teenagers on Sunday night, like a special one-off. Dude, I my plan, like I was in the zone to the point that like it looked like my boss. And another guy I work with, they're like, dude, you, you were like playing all the notes. Oh, Nobody so ever bad. comments on my guitar playing. It, apparently, it was pretty neat. It felt good. It was like unleashed, you know, good times. That's how I felt when we were watching this last weekend. Yeah. It was so good to have you guys there. You're on it, man. <laughs> I was watching Ingwe Malsti. Ingwe. Well, not, no, Ingwe. It's his brother. You weren't. Uh, let's not get crazy. You weren't. Uh-huh. You weren't anyway. Oh, I'm not Ingvay Malmsteen. No, the brother. You're, you're right there, man. Go ahead, Boo. Sorry, Boo. We ruined it. No, 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 no. no. Speaking of actually being there. Speaking of being yeah. ruined. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of actually being there, the the great Stanley has sadly passed, but Marvel has signed a deal. To license Stanley's name and likeness for use in future movies, TV, theme uh, parks, VR, and merchandising. Damn, just squeezing yeah. that fucking rock. Yeah, they are. They are not going to let blood. him go quietly into that good night. Yeah, damn, he, he is, Stanley. What's well, yeah, cool, he, man? Stanley should never go away. You no, know what I mean? no. He they're they're going to use uh, they're going to use digital that. technology yeah, and archival footage. Yeah, he, he probably the only thing is like near the end of his life. I don't 
have all the details on hand, but there was some shady business stuff yeah. going on yeah. with his caretaker and his family. Yeah. I just hope that like the right people are behind that for him. I agree. Or whoever's getting the money. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The way towards the end was, was not a, not a nice way to handle his business. Yeah. Right. No, it, 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 it got, it got dirty and, not uh not the best way and not something that that he deserved at all so hopefully no. this is kind of a way to to redeem what's what's what, what how it ended and how, how how that was handled and the deal is for 20 years wow okay 20 year deal so yeah so should be should be pretty bitching um speaking of other deals uh netflix is looking to release knives out uh, two in theaters exclusively oh. for 45 days. Oh shit. Okay. So Netflix changing their model a little bit. A little bit. Yeah. There's, there's been some Netflix has been in the news for losing subscribers and, and you stocks. know, <laughs> not, not, not doing too well with, you know, competing against these other, other streaming services. They still have the most subscribers, like 200 million. Mm-hmm. Um, so, they're not struggling, but they're not growing anymore, essentially. And right. then they also have uh, the plan to do the same thing where they release movies in theaters for about a dozen movies a year going forward, if Knives Out 2 in theaters goes well. So that'll be the kind of like the dip in their toes in the water and see how that goes. I figured that they'd have to do something like this to bring revenue in. Mm-hmm. Like you spend all of this money on these actors, these A-listers and these directors. And then you're really, or you're losing subscribers. I mean, that's not a successful fucking business model, I would imagine. So this yeah. is one way that if they make three hundred million dollars on a movie and they make a hundred million dollar profit, at least it pays for fucking half of Ryan Johnson's contract. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just with one movie, makes sense. I thought they should have done this fucking five years ago. Yeah, and it'll simplify the whole Oscar beef where you have to actually yep. have your movies and theaters for. Oh, you know, Oscar Beef. Sh- I thought you were talking about something else. My bad. <laughs> That's Oscar Meyer. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Something that won't be in theaters, but probably could be and should be, You're is right. um, is uh, the, I guess, the prequel series, another one for Yellowstone. Yes. Which is on, which is on Paramount+. I'm looking Plus. at this at the show notes right now. I'm glad you're bringing this up. Yeah. Which is on Paramount+, Plus, but I think it should be called Yellowstone+. Plus. Because that's pretty much the only thing they have there. <laughs> it's a Yellowstone Network. Yellowstone Network, Yellowstone Plus, whatever you want to call it. But it's also on Peacock, and it's also on YouTube TV. So yeah. you can get the newer shows, the newer episodes on what like what you have, pretty much. Mm-hmm. But if you want to get the rest of the stuff, you have to get Paramount Plus. Exactly. Or, or yeah. Peacock. Yeah. yeah. So speaking of this prequel series, it's going to be 1932. Helen Mirren and Harrison Ford have been tapped to star in the origin story. I'm so excited about this. Yeah. You have no idea. So, yeah, so it's going to be the um closer to the to the generation of the uh the Dutton family that we the see Dutton now. Families. Yep. Yeah. So, speaking of A-list, you know, the actors and actresses, that's that's pretty huge. So getting them into it that, that'll be awesome. That might be something I might want to see more. I, I want to see the 18, uh, you see. Yeah. I want to see that one. Yellowstone doesn't really interest me that much, but this 1932, just with them two in it sounds right. incredible. 1883 so. is phenomenal. Your parents start watching it here. Um, just the other day. And, um, there's some surprise, like I told you guys, there's some surprise eight listers that pop up. 
and they just steal the steal the scenes. Uh, and then so that that is also the Dutton family, and that is the Oregon Trail and their journey to getting to Montana. And then 1932 is going to be also the descendants from that family in Montana, I would imagine. Um, I haven't finished 1883. I got two more left, uh, but I am very excited to see Harrison Ford. And they were both in the Mosquito Coast, if I'm not mistaken, back in 1986. So they are reuniting. That's and it feels so good. Uh, they look like they're from 1886, but no, not really. 1986 <laughs> is when it was from. Sorry, Harrison. I love you. Yeah. You're my favorite. And one last uh, boo bit. This is something we're going to talk about and show or watch um, a little bit later is She-Hulk. Yeah. She-Hulk. Yeah. So She-Hulk, attorney at law. Um, when was that? August 17th. You know, the, the trailer just came out. There's going to be nine episodes. It's described as a comedy series. Mm-hmm. Um, Mark Ruffalo is in it. He's Smart Hulk. We see Tim Roth as uh, uh, Emil Blonsky or The Abomination. Very cool. And then also, uh, I'm, I'm not sure if we saw him in the trailer, but Benedict Wong is going to be uh, in it. Uh, so the Sorcerer Supreme is... Uh, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, is is going to be in uh, She-Hulk. Oh, you're, so, you're, you're, so you're leaving out like the most important factor here, boo. Hmm. Frogman's in this thing. Is he? Oh, yes. Frogman oh. is in this thing in his full glory. I think Fiji listens to our podcast. That's all I have to say. How could I look, to, look that over? I, I Because it was literally a split second. You would have missed it. Yeah. But Frogman's yeah. in it. Ribbit, ribbit. We're very excited. Oh, you just you we're just the ribbit. Do that. Yeah, yeah. Yikes. So yeah. So that's all my bits. My bits. Are hey, empty. your bits were good today. Thank Have you. you guys noticed that Top Gun is at like ninety eight percent on Rotten Tomatoes, and the reviews are just literally out of this world. I like, saw something like that. Yeah, it's been just not only are people that are watching it saying that oh yeah it's great you should go see it. They're saying, and I've read this three or four different um, trades, like Hollywood Reporter, uh, Cinema, Cinema Blend, and I think Collider. All three of the people that watched it said that people were standing up clapping. And they said they couldn't believe how emotional they got watching it. I'm really excited to see this thing. Me too. Uh, I, I want to see it in IMAX. Yeah, I do too. I want to see it in 4D. I want to feel like I'm in the F-14 with Tom Cruise. It'd be amazing. So yeah, great, great reviews, uh, breathtaking reviews. Shout out to Berlin. Um, what else do we need to talk about? Oh, she. Let's let's talk about She-Hulk. Let's watch this crazy She-Hulk trailer. Has everybody seen this thing? I haven't. I intentionally okay. waited for okay, the show. Okay, great. I watched it, but it was very small on my phone, and I didn't know what the fuck was going on. Um. But interesting take. I know the Marvel like diehards are a little upset about this. King Tom and Les, is it true? People are pissed like they always are pissed about They're stuff. mad at the CGI. Yeah. Right. Which okay. they wanted her more buff, I guess. Right? Uh, <sighs> yeah. Well, I think we'll let's watch it and then we can talk about yeah, it. And we'll yeah, go you'll there. get your own opinion. Yeah. Let's do that. All right, fine. You guys fucking run the show now. Okay. You just Being do the a superhero. Yeah. Here we go. Is a trial by fire. Who's gonna protect the world if not people like you? 
Okay, skinny legs. She's still big. I'm Jennifer Walters. I'm a lawyer. I have great friends. Can we get some shots, please? It's an emergency. A demanding job. We just started a superhuman law division, and I want you to be the face of it. Okay. And Rob. a frustrating family. Because we didn't ask for this. The arm is healed. But you still got to deal oh, with yeah, it. Yeah, good call. The transformations are triggered by anger and fear. Those are like the baseline of any woman just existing. Yeah. <laughs> Bruce, kind of feels like if I don't transform, I'm going to die. Yes, yes, yes. No, no. <laughs> I just want okay. to be a normal, anonymous lawyer. Can you tell us where She-Hulk is? Jen, you're a story now. Girl, your ass looks crazy right now. <laughs> you could be an Avenger. Oh, I'm not a superhero. That is for billionaires and narcissists and adult orphans for some reason. <laughs> oh, there's Frogman. Okay. Titania. Is there anything more depressing than dating oh, in your 30s? Oh, here we go. Here we go, This is the best date I've had in a while. Oh. Should we split some fries? Let's get those to go. Oh, they're going to smash down, literally. Carry me, Jeez. please. Oh. <laughs> me. So okay, carry me and more step adult, on me. Adult Can she <laughs> switch back and forth? Because I think uh, yeah, in the it comics, looks like it. she's at, stuck as She-Hulk for good, right, Les? So, if I'm not mistaken, Ooh. she can sh she, originally she could switch back and forth at will. Okay. Then uh, she decided to just stay She-Hulk mm -hmm. uh, and just stay in that form. Uh, then I think in Disassembled she goes nuts because, uh, and I could be wrong, she just goes full World Breaker She-Hulk because right. they kill they kill her cousin. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken, oh, she's shit. just okay. like. Wait, what'd you guys do? And they're like, "Yeah, we had to take him out because he said to take him out." And they're like, "Uh, wait, you 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 shot my cousin in the head." And it's like, "Yeah," and she's like, "My cousin." It's like, "Yeah," and she's like, "Raw," and just goes off. If if I'm not mistaken, I could be wrong on that, but uh, yeah, she can. She's basically able to do what for years Banner couldn't do, which is basically right. maintain her full mental capacity and basically be herself, but have the power of the Hulk. That's cool. Right. See that that's, and that's have very a normal interesting. life. Yeah. And have a normal life. Well, not be a, be a lawyer. Normal yeah. for well, she's nine foot tall now. green woman, but yeah. well, I think, and I think go ahead, King Tom. Oh no. You know, it does look a little bit weird, especially at first, but I think part of that is because in the comics, Lately, they've been making her, like, super buff. Bulky. 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 Very, very bulky, yes. And, but then before that, you know, in the 80s, 90s, it was always, like, supermodel with muscles. But yes. Oh, okay. Yes. Here, it's not like they've done with Banner to the Hulk, where they've muscular. They've just kind of stretched her out. Yeah. yeah. Like a Navi. And it, yeah, it yes. looks more like an Avatar person. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's that's where some of that comes from. Interesting. If I'm not mistaken, they tried. Oh, go ahead, Eric. I saw you about to say. No, I just I think it looks super cool, man. I mean, okay, I have cool. no basis with the comics. I yeah, saw that either, and dude. I'm like, hell yeah, I want to see that. And I really like that actress, Tatiana. Mm -hmm. yeah. What's her face? Maslowski. Yeah, she played Nadia on uh, Parks and Rec. 
Okay. Yeah, two yeah. Episodes. The doctor that Haverford was into King Tom, mm-hmm. and he he's like suddenly he uses an English accent on her. Oh, okay. When right. she's filling out the paperwork, she's Doctors right. Without Borders, and she's moving away. She's a a powerhouse in uh, the Perry Mason series. Oh, she's phenomenal in Perry Mason. Yeah, I really dig her. So, God, I miss I Perry it Mason. Great. Is that coming out or what? What the hell's going on with Perry Mason? I don't know. I didn't mean to change the subject. That's no, sorry, but I can tell excited. you right now, man, like my wife will love that. That'll be right up her alley. It looks a little bit more adult oriented too, which is kind of cool. Adult well, that's what they did with her. I think. Drinking, yeah. I think in the comics, what they did was is after she got, became basically just full-time She-Hulk. Uh, I think they, they basically, if I'm not mistaken, she was the one breaking the fourth wall before Deadpool. It was- yeah, it was the John Byrne run. Yes, yes, in, yes, in yes. the late eighties. It was, and which was enter- an entertaining run. And I wouldn't say it was adult, but it it like less. Oh, they sexed her up, yeah. Wall, but they, yeah, they definitely sexed yeah. her up. And it was, you know, he was a guy writing it, but it really was from like a woman's point of view. What, what's cool. the one that comes to mind? Uh, uh, we're old here, so Ally McBeal. Yeah, Ally McBeal. Yeah. So it's like, you know, but she's circle, just like Harrison Ford's wife. She's like a legit, like, uh, you know, just like, you know, a lawyer, a jet setting lawyer doing her thing. Mm-hmm. But she's also right. she old kid. Hey, guys, how's it going? Uh, but yeah, they really did uh, play up the sex appeal thing uh, for a while. But they also added a lot of comic com- uh, comedic like elements, too. So mm-hmm. in the fourth wall breaking and then. If I'm not mistaken, she was part of the Fantastic Four for a while, and then she, she was. was an anchor yeah. for A Force, which was very cool. And it looks cool, man. I'm like Eric, man. I want to see this. It looks really cool. It, Me too. I want to be able to laugh at stuff. It. I don't think it's gonna. You know, like a Spider-Man movie is a fun is a fu- is a movie that's funny. Yeah, but that's not the primary point. I think that this is go like like Deadpool or like Guardians, where it. The humor is out, out front. Yeah, in the mm-hmm. forefront. Now, Boo, you must be excited that you're going to get not just one green fellow. You're going to get a you get a green fellow and a, a green female. This is very oh, cool. Yeah. Absolutely, and 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 I, I think to see how they interact, how they work together, how he teaches her some things. You know, he tells her, "You know, being a superhero is not easy. Sometimes it's not fun." And it's rough, you know, and she wants to be a normal person. And I think that's what a lot of superheroes want, especially when they're thrown into thrown into the world like uh, right. like she's going to be. One thing I'm I'm interested in is they, they tell her that she's gonna be the 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 face of a superhero legal division. Mm-hmm. I'm always, yeah. always interested in like the the nuances or the stuff that, you know, kind of like the inside baseball of the superhero world. You know, you get we saw in the Daredevil show where, you know, Matt Murdock is still a lawyer and he wants to help people and he wants, you know, he's probably, you know, he's even a lawyer for Spider-Man, you know, things like that. Or we saw, um, what what was it, the uh, the first Spider-Man with Tom Holland where you see, uh, what's his name? The guy's Batman. Batman. He, he, has, he has the Keaton. truck. Yeah, oh, Michael Keaton. Keaton. Thank you. Yeah. He has the, you know, the cleanup crew. For all the disasters right. are going mm-hmm. on, and he signs mm-hmm. a big contract. I always love seeing that kind of stuff because it brings right. a a more of like a realistic feel to these people flying around and you know these super soldiers and stuff like that. 
So I'd, I'd, I'm interested to see, hopefully they, they talk about that, where she's actually in a courtroom being a lawyer for superheroes or superhero situations. Probably just her trying to negotiate settlements for property damage. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or, or, or cool. being a public defender for, uh, for abomination. He's like, I've done some awful shit. I know, but <laughs> I don't want to go to the, uh, go to the, uh, what do they call it? The, not the fortress, the, um, Oh yeah. Where they stick all of them in the middle of the yeah, water. He's like, uh, I don't want to go there. I'll go to a regular jail. I swear right. I'll be he's gonna okay. have to though. Yeah, he's gonna have to go. Yeah. So, dude, I, how I would, cool is it though? That he's in it. That was great bitching. choice. Great yeah. choice. And they've changed how he looks from the from the first uh, the Universal Hulk movie. We, we saw yeah, him right. in uh, in in uh, Shang Chi, where he he has like the fins more instead mm. of kind of like the the bones sticking out and stuff like that. Yeah. So he looks pretty cool. Yeah. And Tim Roth yeah. is a great actor, so it's good to see yeah. him. Not just be abomination. So, I, yeah, I, I'm, I'm interested in all the action, the acting, the lawyer stuff. So, I, I think it's going to be a good show. Yeah, I do yeah. too. I do too. Well, Frogman is going to appear. And, yes, uh, Frogman is going to appear. Not I only that, but now, Titania yeah. is going to appear, which that just opens up a whole nother, like thing of 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 comics and some other things, man. If Titania is around, that means the Absorbing Man can come. And if oh, the Absorbing shit. Man can come, then they got to make another Thor movie with just that guy fighting Thor. Because Absorbing Man, Crusher Creel is awesome. He he's he's supposedly just a low level, but if he's done right, he is pretty badass. Didn't I? Didn't we fight him in Mike Tyson's Punch Out? No, no, Crusher. He's I, bald, I, but he's not the bald. Oh my he's, bad! I, just, <laughs> I heard of that name somewhere. But uh, yeah, man, I'm very excited. Uh, something that again, like Moon Knight, which we're going to end the show on in a second. Uh, so I don't know much about She-Hulk. I'm not a huge Hulk fan, um, but mm-hmm. I like Mark Ruffalo and I like Hulk's character because he's like he's developed into this really great character, and it's a way of doing things without dealing with that universal bullshit contract where they can't do a show about the Hulk or a movie about the Hulk. They can do it with She-Hulk. So. Mm-hmm. Well done, Fijay. Well done. Well, um, we're going to end this thing with a real quick... Um, we forgot, guys, to talk about Moon Knight season finale because we had our 300th, and then last week, we just assumed we talked about it. But just a r- real quick, um, I liked the season finale a ton. I thought the season finale had great action sequences. I thought the ending, the post credit scene, made the season finale. It came full circle, and it made it what it was. I thought it was a great way to end it. And if we don't ever see another show, another series, I think it ended great. And I think we're going to see the Moon Knight character in this next phase, but I have no qualms with the season finale and I really enjoyed the show. Um, I know a lot of people were upset that there's not enough Moon Knight in Moon Knight, but hey, you got, you got a fucking Moon Knight show, so stop complaining. Uh, what'd you guys think? Eric, what, what, was, what was your take on the, the season finale? Sorry. Sorry, man. I really dug it. Uh, I thought having uh, the Egyptian superhero was extra rad. I thought the action and pacing was just right. I mean, it was also confusing, which part like led to my enjoyment of it. It was one of those things where I didn't feel like I needed to figure out everything that was going on. And uh, like, what a twist at the end. (laughs) It was very good. I very much enjoyed it. Yeah, I absolutely loved it. I, I 
I I've heard people say, oh, there wasn't much Moon Knight in this season, but that's what you get usually in like the first season or first movie or something of of a, of a superhero property. You you get to learn about them as a character and how they become this hero. And I thought the 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 story it told was very very good. I I loved. Um, was it the Scarlet Scarab? I what? yeah. Yeah, I, I can't yeah. remember her name, but yeah, you're right. Yeah, she was pretty cool. Lila, Lila yeah, Foley. Layla. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and and I loved the the giant Egyptian gods fighting in the back as oh yeah, you know yeah. the 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 little people were fighting. Me yeah, too. I, it, it either that or Hawkeye is my favorite Marvel show so far. Go for it, Les. Oh yeah, no, it's uh, it was the whole series was just a unique storytelling mm-hmm. unique type of storytelling uh the confusion that you felt just meant that you were in it you know that's how i felt it just it just meant i was in it you know we're 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 following this tale and you, then all of a sudden he blacks out and next thing you know you're like whoa wait a minute and you're in a bedroom or he's in a vehicle tied up or some other stuff's going on and you're just like okay and you know, whenever it went back to Steven, anytime it reverted back to Steven, it was almost traumatic. You know, like you just looked around and you, you felt bad because you're like, OK, I feel for this guy. He has no idea what's going on. He has no idea what, you know, what's happening here. The finale, I think, really did bring it all home and tie everything up. It was pretty cool to see the uh, to have him go back and, you know, embrace Steven's perso- uh, personality. And to go from there, uh, checking out the two Egyptian gods fighting in the night sky in the background oh, cool. as the avatars are going at it uh, was really cool. <laughs> Getting the Scarlet Scarab and watching her. And I know that, you know, they, they made some adaptations and this is how you properly make an adaptation. Mm-hmm. I understand that. And then that post credit scene, you know, where we get uh, Jake, which is also a major adaptation because it's not. If if I'm not mistaken, in the books, Jake is not as prominent as uh, Mark Spector's as and 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 Moon Knight. So just to get all the different adaptations again, I don't know where this is going, but I Oscar Isaac was a he's got to get nominated for something. Let's be honest here; he better be nominated. Even he was if it's, phenomenal. He was amazing. Everyone played their part well. Uh, I like how Jake was spoken Spanish, by the way. Yes. That was very cool. And then to get that like final view of him like with the gun and like just the 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 intense the intensity of like I'm gonna kill you. Like it's just that 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 look in his eyes, you're just like, oh my god, this this is gonna be fun, yeah. whatever we have going cool. forward. Uh but I have to ask you guys, uh is is are any of you getting this thing where once I see for me, once I see the Marvel shows, I, I don't go watch them again. I'll I'll watch it with oh. my daughter. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That okay. is true. I, I haven't really watched anything. And I've, I've enjoyed every single one of them, too. Exactly. And then I'm like, okay, that I'd was like fun. i watch Wanda again. I'll put it back. Yeah. Wanda uh, would be the one for me that I think I would watch again. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I, I've, I might have seen or go to watch like a couple episodes if I have any questions. Like for WandaVision, mm-hmm. you know, like I I watched like the, the ending there or the. I can't remember if it was the season finale or the one episode before that where she says goodbye to the children. 
that kind oh, of thing. Because yeah, yeah, I yeah, wanted yeah. to to match it up with um, the multiverse of madness, which he says goodnight because I was expecting to see it again. That kind of thing. So yeah, j- j- just for specific instances or or if I need to, but not like rewatch episodes. No, like the, like the only one I'd probably rewatch all the way through maybe be Hawkeye because I found you know that one was funny it was cute you know it was interesting (laughs) yeah so Winter Soldier um, was good too Winter Soldier yeah they're uh, all good they're all very good they're all very very good good. yeah all right Uh, guys thank you so much for uh, tuning in um, to episode number 302 we will be like I said before putting out the lost tapes so be ready for that. We'll be at Celebration next week. We're going to record a bunch of stuff on the floor uh, after the panels, during a party. It's going to be a good time for Celebration. Sithless will be together all in one place, which is uh, it's going to be interesting. I can tell you that much. King Tom Chansky, king of all pods, where can people find you? You can find me on Patreon shows for Steel Wars, Blue Harvest, and the Bad Motivators. You can also find me on Twitter at Tom Chansky. And I'm not doing my uh, usual gimmick this week because I'm going to be fucking going to Disneyland. Oh, well, that was a gimmick in itself, and I love it. You will be going to Disneyland. We'll be yeah, going to Disneyland all together. King Tom Chansky, will you go down Splash Mountain with me? And can you sit in front of me? <laughs> no comment. Damn it. Eric... Man, oh man, I'm picking you up from the airport next week. I cannot wait. Where can people find you before that? Uh, check out my other podcast, The Bad Motivators, uh, which I won't be on for a couple weeks. Score. <laughs> and follow me on Twitter at Eric Strothers. That's right. Eric, you might actually meet my mom because we might be dropping off my son together. So that's cool. Cool, man. Yeah, man. Uh, Boo, where can people find you knocking on doors? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> without without my hands. Yeah, that's right. Oof. Um, yeah, you can find me on Twitter at the Sith List Boo. Thank you, bud. Less is more. How you doing? Guns out. Summer's coming. You're ready to go. Are you going to wear that outfit, the tank top, every night of celebration? No, they won't let me in. Oh, because of the horse. Oh, okay. Wow. That's a good one. They won't let you in because of the... Because uh, he's it. armed. Well, he's yeah. got permits for him. Yeah. Oh, he's God, good. y'all. Stop it, man. I- I'm chuckling because Boo just basically did a whole he's Jon Snow kind of thing. King Tom's like, Patreon? <laughs> Eric's like batting in. He's like, you can find me at the Sith List booth. <laughs> uh, you can find me on Twitter at Lesson Wars 78 and also on this awesome podcast and on our Sith List YouTube channel where we're going to be reacting to all kinds of cool stuff, including, hopefully, She-Hulk choking me. <laughs> what? <laughs> and stepping on okay. him. Yeah, I don't know what that meant, but we are going to be reacting to Kenobi, by the way, that's coming out. So um, that's going to be a lot of fun. That's Check that out next week. That'll be on at probably right after it ends uh, the second episode. So check that on YouTube. You can catch me at the Sith list. And if you are at celebration, please stop by and say hello. If you see any of us, um, we'll probably see less more than anybody because it's muscles, obviously. Um, so if you see less, we'll be somewhere around them. Just come out and say hello and say, what's up with the what's up guys. We'll catch you next week on the lost tapes. And that'll be episode number three Oh three right here. On the sit list. Once there was a way to get back.